we're talking about the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Abba Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And today, I, I want to talk about even that prayer just a little bit before, okay. we, before we get into it. Okay. Because we see as <clears throat> Jesus taught the disciples to pray. Mm-hmm. And over, there was a spirit that runs screaming, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. That was over in uh, what Paul was saying. Okay. But that's how we get heaven into earth. There is no way to bring heaven into the earth except by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Except we have the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God attached to us. Right. There is no other way to get heaven into earth. When you begin to see God's vision for your life, it's because the Holy Spirit is showing you. Mm-hmm. When you begin to let's go, let, let's 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 talk about speaking in tongues and everything. Um, speaking in tongues, the Bible says that you you can speak of tongues of men and tongues of angels. You can prophesy and you can do all these things, but not make it into heaven. Mm-hmm. So let's not say that you are guaranteed to get into heaven if you can speak in tongues. That's not the case here. Absolutely. What God is saying is that there is a kingdom that must reside in you in order to get you into heaven. Mm-hmm. Because what I want to say is that you can practice and learn how to speak in tongues. You know, you can you can do, uh, I ain't going to say signs and miracles and wonders, but people can do things and say Jesus. But because his name is is it has integrity and power, you know, because his name has power, mm-hmm. because it's the name above every name, things can happen. Right. But what we are talking about is the kingdom of God being in the earth. We're talking about an untainted kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a kingdom that's not washed with with, with, with the world. You know, it's, it's, it's cleansed by the word. You know, I think that in this, in this that we're talking about the kingdom of God, I think that there are a lot of things that need to be discussed. Um, even people who not going to have the kingdom of God. Now, let's go back. Let's go back to Moses and Aaron. And, mm-hmm. and and when they came to Pharaoh and they, and they threw the stick on the ground and it turned into a snake and the yeah. and the magicians threw the stick on the ground and it turned into a snake mm-hmm. and 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 it was like what same you what you doing you can't do we, we can do the same thing you can do right. you know so I don't want to get caught up in what we see um, going on because there is there is a delusion in the earth mm-hmm. um, and there is a magic right. that 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 looks. Like God. Right. It's an imitation, but it has not the power of God. Right. Because as we saw in that, Aaron's rod 
ate the other snake. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, Moses right ate the other snake, but we don't want them. So we don't want to get caught up in everything we see and, and think that that's God, right? Because everything we see is not God, right? Everything we see that looks like God ain't God, you know. But there is a power that God comes with, mm-hmm. and that power edifies that power builds that power instructs that power has the ability to tear down mm-hmm. and to build you know it has yeah. the ability to right every wrong mm-hmm. it has that ability okay i'm not gonna go there so let's talk about the kingdom of God from your aspect, from the aspect that you are coming from. Yeah. How do you convey the kingdom of God over to somebody? How do you convey it that to someone? Well, just like you said, everything you see is not God. That's right. And you said something powerful last night. Um, we had uh, discussed part of this and you said something very, very, very powerful. Um, that I think other people need to hear. Um, you said that to, you should see God in everything, either from his presence or his absence. And I thought that was very, very, very powerful. I even wrote that down because some may not recognize that God is absent from their lives or even be aware. Okay. Yeah. And so I wanted to come from the the aspect of, okay, well, who is not going to inherit the kingdom? Who won't get into the kingdom of God? Because I believe, excuse me, I believe that's something that we have to be very distinct about. Because when you go to a funeral, everybody going to heaven according to family members and friends, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We automatically put people there, right? Because we want to. Um, hope for the best, I guess. And so I wanted to be very clear about who wasn't. So the first scripture I have is John 3 and 3 that says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except the man be born again. That is a very... (laughs) I was going to say that too. You know, I... I, Yeah. (laughs) But it also says in um, in, in verse 5, chapter uh, chapter 3, verse 5, it says of water and spirit. So it is a spiritual rebirth. Mm -hmm. You know, and I believe people um, need to know truth from a lie. And even John said, look, I'm going to baptize you with water. With water. Symbolizing mm-hmm. cleanliness. Right. But there's someone that's coming after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Right. Baptize you with power. Mm-hmm. Baptize you with the thing that is going to sustain you. He said, what I'm going to do mm-hmm. is only going to get you to the door. Right. But what he going to do mm. is open the kingdom up to you. Yes. Yes. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when I when you when you read that when you read the Bible everything is clearly stated out. It's only when man gets in the way that we interpret the word in a way where we want to fit or we want to be condemning. You know what I mean? Or we want to bash people. But it it even gets um very even more specific. Um the next scripture is Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Mm-hmm. 
Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. You got to do the same thing Jesus did. The will of his Father. Yeah. That's what he came to do. He didn't come to do nothing else. <laughs> I just came here to do what my Father exactly. called me here to do. Exactly. And how you're not going to know the will of the Father unless you open the word of God. Unless you unless you are spending time with him, you won't know his will. And so when we walk around confused, it's not the enemy all the time. It's simply we won't discipline ourselves to sit down, <laughs> be still. <laughs> What's the scripture? Be still be and still know and that know. I am God. And know. You know, so we won't sit down and be still to know what the father's will is for our life. And then he will give you the details according to you personally. Mm-hmm. But. Um, that's one of them and mine are not going to take long. I got one more. Um, first Corinthians chapter six, verse nine and 10. And I'm going to read this in the King James as well as the new living translation, because I need everyone to know that this is the word, not our opinion, not our (laughs) words. Okay. But it says, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor infinite, I can't hardly say that word, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And that's why we have repentance. Mm -hmm. So I want to read this in the um, NLT version. You know, because he said, which were some of you? Exactly, because I think we spent years talking about um, homosexuals yeah. in the church. We've spent years talking about the drunk. Yeah. We've spent years talking about the people who smoke, okay? Yeah. But there's some that applies. Oh, well, well, let's say, let's say addicts. <laughs> addicts, okay. Well, we, we, we've spent time talking about all of that, and mm-hmm. idolaters as well, yeah. and fornicators. Yeah. But around here having children out of wedlock and all this and that and the third. <laughs> and that's ninety percent of the church, probably. You know, and, and and but what that says is unrighteous. Most of all of us done these <laughs> things at one point or another. Right. But he but he put them all in one group though. Yeah. He says the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom. That's right. The unrighteous. Yeah. He just then he went and, and, and listed them individually. Yeah. As according to the acts yeah. of that sin. But in the um in NLT, NLT. Mm-hmm. it reads like this. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols mm-hmm. or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people, or drunkards, or are abusive, mm-hmm. or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, verse 11 also says, some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. And what I want to say about that is, yes, and these people mess up. We mess up. Everybody mess up. 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? But there is the power of repentance. Yes. And he says in this word, he said, if, if you would, if you would be humble enough to ask for forgiveness, mm -hmm. then I'd be just enough to forgive. Mm. That's what you know, so whatever situation that you have gotten yourself into, whatever thing that you have, you have walked into knowingly and unknowingly, mm -hmm. you can repent and turn away from that and come out because God is still standing knocking. Yes. All he want to know is if you're going to open the door and let him in. That's it. He knocking at your heart. That's it. I mean, you might not hear somebody knocking at a door, but he knocking at your heart. Mm -hmm. And all he's saying is just let me in. He said, I know you did wrong. I know that you, you was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, predestined to do wrong. <laughs> right. He said, so there ain't no good that can come out of you. But if you let me in, I'll wash you. I'll wipe your slate clean yeah. and I'll wash that all away. I cast it in the, in the sea of forgiveness. And just like waves come and go out, that water come in and take your sin away from you. Wash it right out. Yeah. Wash it right out. You say, I can't do, I can't do, I can't do. Yeah, you're right. You can't do. Because I couldn't do. Mm. But when it was washed away, it left. Yeah. The cleansing of the word, the cleansing of the water, the renewing of the mind by the water, by the cleansing of the word. Yeah, it, it does say in Mark chapter 1, verse 5, says the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. And that's all we're supposed to be preaching is gospel. <laughs> that's all we're supposed to be talking about. Mm. Because we're all included in, in the gospel. That's right. We're, we, we exclude each other when we start speaking of our opinions. You know. You know? Mm -hmm. And so even, even with um, the male prostitute in the NLT, when it talks about the male prostitute or it talks about um, the homosexual, the homosexual, it, he includes everybody who is unrighteous. Who is the male prostitute? The one that's running, talking about, I got game player. You know what I'm saying? The one that's going from bed to bed, going mm. from woman to woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It ain't all about, oh, I'm, I'm selling my body to make money. Right. But you right. say, I'm giving my body over to profane things. Mm. In other words, I'm satisfying the lust of my flesh because it feel good. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that... <clears throat> temporary, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's temporary. It's temporary. <laughs> it's temporary. Short and, but, 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 but it'll give you an everlasting effect it, if yeah. you ain't sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. And you be an encounter with so many, so many different things when you start having just sex with multiple people, multiple partners and stuff. And, and, and we ain't going to go into all that, but yeah. I but think, you, I want you, I want you to give them the analogy that you gave me. I hope you can remember it, but so, you gave me the analogy about us as people and about the airport and how we take our baggage. Yeah, you know, um, and carry on and slave. You know, slave mentality. You know, um, you know, I was we we was discussing something and and we was talking about how <clears throat> how we 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 are sinners in the world, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a place that we when we come to say, you know what, I I want to give God a try. Mm 
I, I, I think I wanna, I think I wanna do this, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've done plenty of things for everybody else. Why, why don't I just do something for me from now? Why don't I try doing something for me that's that's gonna have an everlasting effect? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm tired of living this this lifestyle, and I don't want to be this no more. And what we do is, the analogy what I was saying was, we take when we go to the airport. Mm-hmm. In order for us to get on the plane, we have to go into the airport. They have to check our bags, and they have to check us in, you know. And when they check us in, they say, give me your luggage. So now you give them all your baggage, mm-hmm. and they set it there, and they weigh it. Mm. Balancing skills, they weigh it. They weigh your baggage, mm. and then they put it, and then, and then they, uh, they take it away. But sometimes we want to walk in with carry-on luggage, you know, and that's us. That's us coming to God. That's us coming to Christ. He said, "Cast your cares on me, for I care for you." That's all our baggage, you know. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, He said, "I'm gonna renew you, wash you over, cleanse you." He said, "That's all your baggage, you know. I'm gonna wipe the slate clean. I'm gonna wash it away, you know. That's your baggage." But we, when we get ready to board that plane, we want to take that carry-on baggage. When we get ready to go with God, and God say, "I'm I'm wiping the saint king. I'm 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 you gonna I'm gonna do a new thing in you. It's it's gonna be great." Mm-hmm. Here we go with that backpack, what baggage, and we take what was into what is, and we board that plane. God say, "Now, don't you still have some more stuff with you?" Mm. Mm. And you call it being processed, you know, and that's and and that's that's when I was talking about the fact of leaving the country, going into another country. Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at it from that aspect, we are foreigners in another country. Mm-hmm. Because the spirit that has attached to us is the Holy Spirit, which came from heaven. So where I'm at in the earth, I don't fit. Mm. I don't match. I don't look like what's inside of me. Mm. You know? And when we when we board the plane and we go into customs and, and we begin to uh, be processed so we can leave and go into another country, you got to have a passport. You got to have some kind of documentation that says, I'm, I'm able to go to this country. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's us. When... We are born again and we become the righteousness of God and the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. You know, we be in process in order to go to the next step, in order to go to the next phase. You know, so when we do when we do all these things and we say, oh, we praying and we fasting and we doing this and we doing that. You know, it, that's us preparing to go to the next place, you know, because we, we are going to be going into the places that God is calling us into. And those places may be different countries. They may be different um, hemispheres, you know, regions and things of that general nature. And you can't go everywhere by driving. You can't go (laughs) everywhere by way of land. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You can go by water. You can get on the boat and it can take you time and time and time, take you all this time to get to where you're going. Or you can go by plane. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to understand that God is taking people by plane now. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the olden days, you know, as some people say, in the olden days, <laughs> you know, they went by boat. Mm-hmm. 
And though they got to where they was going, it took a long time. Yeah. And we see how the ones that came before us, let's pay homage to the ones that came before us. All the ones that 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 make that paved the way for mm-hmm. for the new pastors and and preachers and 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 apostles and evangelists and and everybody that's that's coming into their own. Now, let's pay homage to those that went before us because they had to go by boat. Yeah, you know they already went through a process that we may not have to go through. Right, but it will behoove us to learn from them. Right. Pay attention to your call because a person may be able to help you from pitfalls before you get to them. All you have to do is pay attention. Yeah. You know, so they went by boat, but now God said, you know what? With you, I'm going to take you by plane because I want you to get there expediently. I want you to get there quick as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you on a plane and take you over here, but you have to be processed first. Now, processing can take you a while. Mm-hmm. Even in the spirit, processing can take a while. Because God got to wash away some things. He got to, he got to equip you for some things. And some things you're going to have to get to. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be strip searched. Mm. In wow. your nakedness. Wow. In the nude. <laughs> wow. God has to strip you down. And show you mm-hmm. yourself before he can allow you to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And we say, man, and what makes our process hard? What makes that process hard is the baggage we carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That carry-on we taking to go to that next place makes it hard. Because it just looked like a bag, you know, but that bag might have 200 pounds of stuff in it. That you paid an extra $80 for. That bag might have 200 pounds of stuff in it. Mm. And it don't look like much. Yeah. But it weighs you down. And there's a hill that you have to climb in order to see... Mm. Moses walked walked up the mountain and looked over into the promised land Mm -hmm. with all that baggage on. Mm. With all the people. He walked up the the mountain. They wasn't with him. But they was the reason why he didn't get to go in. All that baggage. Mm. I want you to understand me. I want you to... Picture Sicily, nineteen seventy two. I knew you was gonna do that. <laughs> um, God gives you a set of people. Mm-hmm. He tells you to go over and, and and help them to get to where they're going. I need you. Only you can do this, and you do it, and you become frustrated. With the people because they don't want to do right. You become frustrated with the situation. You become frustrated. And in your frustration, you do what God told you not to do. Mm. And now, you have to walk up this mountain and look at a place that you can't go into. Mm. 
all that baggage, all that weight. God, I did this for you, and now I can't go in. God, I loved you. I followed your every command. I did everything you told me to do, and now I can't go in. And this, and this the baggage you have to carry up that mountain. Because you are not going to be able to walk into what you were supposed to walk into. Not only are you not going to be able to walk into it, you spent 40 years in a place that you knew that you were not supposed to be. Mm. 40 years. 40 years because of who God gave you, you couldn't handle it. Mm. Processing. Mm. It's important. I need us to understand that everybody that came before us, Moses, Aaron, if everybody that came before us, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, everybody that came before us gives us a roadmap to follow what to and what not to do. Everybody that came before us, if if you look at everything, like I was saying, it's it's a it's a picture of who God is, what God wants from us and what he don't want from us, mm-hmm. what God wants us to do and what he don't want us to do. Mm-hmm. When I look at when I look at the Bible, I see God in everything. I see God in what they did and I see God in what they didn't do. Mm-hmm. I see God in how he dealt with people and I see God in how he did not deal with people. God told Samuel, he said, go over to Jesse's house and anoint me a king. But he had to talk to Samuel. He said, you still mourning what was. You still mourning who I put in position a long time ago that has walked out of the position. They stepped out of the position. God said, I didn't didn't bring them out. I didn't put them out of position. They stepped out of position. Mm -hmm. But now I have found myself Mm -hmm. a king. He said, how long will you mourn what was? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we have to to look at for ourselves. How long will we mourn what was? The good times. As 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 we say, uh, <laughs> as we see them to be. Yeah, we do. How long will we mourn our getting to do what we want to do when we want to do it? How long will we mourn the our lifestyle? <laughs> Excuse me. Seeing that God has rejected that lifestyle. Mm. How long will we sit and sit there and, and, and reminisce, seeing that God has rejected it? But there is some in something in you that God wants to get out now. He wants that king to come forth now. Mm-hmm. He wants that queen to come forth now. Not who, not who was, but who is to be. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is as of such. He comes to such a people. The kingdom of God 
kind of works in a mysterious way. You know, the people wasn't born into this thing. They weren't born. In, I was born righteous. I was born upright. He didn't call to qualify. He qualified the ones he called. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God lives inside of us. That's kingdom. Right. Abba Father, which art in heaven, how will be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. God wants us to get heaven into the earth. So what does he do? He takes the Holy Spirit who is from heaven and puts him in this earthly vessel on earth so that he can get the glory out of the earthly vessel that's in the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that when we see it from that standpoint, we are able to bring heaven into earth because of God, because of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing we can do in our own selves or in our own power, but by the power of God, mm -hmm. by the grace that's given unto us to do what God has called us to do. The kingdom of God. What's your thoughts? When 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 you see where you were at 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> and you see all the cleansing, all the washing, and all the time mm -hmm. that it took to get to now, mm. what is your perception of it? The kingdom. It was a process, like you said. It was a it was a long process. And the more I fought against the change, the more I fought against God and the harder it got. Mm -hmm. And when I came into know the peace of God is where I didn't want to turn back. Is where I didn't want to go back to what I thought felt good, what I thought looked good, what I thought was good and who I thought I was supposed to be. Yeah. Because I had adapted to what the world said I should do. Go to college, get married, have kids, <laughs> you know, raise get, them, yeah, send yeah. them to college and so forth. Get and that's what the white picket fence right. right. And that's what I thought living was. Mm. I thought living was just this perfect picture, um, like you said with the white picket fence. So you know So the American dream. Right. And I huh. and I'm and I'm quite sure I'm not the only one that thinks that way, oh, well, if I don't have a house or if I don't have this or if I don't have that, then I'm really not living. But I have come to know that that has been very false. And I had been um, believing the lie mm -hmm. of the world. Right. And so when I came into the knowledge and the truth of the Lord, even though I didn't understand everything, mm -hmm. there was something about his presence that I understood perfectly. And that was that he was keeping me and that he was protecting me from things that, yeah, either I should have been dead and gone or I could have really ended up in the worst situations because there were people that came into my life to ruin my life. And I only recognized that after the fact and where he allowed me to see the enemy's plan. And so when he when he did allow me to see what what could have happened and what should have happened because of my own ways, my own pride, mm. my own arrogance. Um, but because of grace and mercy. Because of grace and mercy, you know, that he gives freely. And But the thing is, we say those words so cliche now. 
Mm. You know, we we hand grace and mercy out like it's pennies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, well, like we say it almost as if it's it's of no value. When it is of most value, right? And and that's the thing we have become. Um, when we talk about standards and when we talk about values and when we talk about the kingdom, you know, if you, I guess I can say it this way. If you downplay, you know, I'm going to use me and you as an example, Mm -hmm. husband and wife. If I never value you, if I never tell you how good you are to either my life or to just me personally, if I never uplift you, if I never um, tell you what you mean to me, you would probably feel as if you are of no value to me. You would probably feel as if you're not appreciated. And so I had to look at God as a person. I had to, I had to, that the person that he is, I know mm-hmm. he's spirit, you know, but I had to take this figment of imagination out of my mind and say, I get to wake up and say good morning to him. I get to wake up and see him every day in his word. You know, because as long as we we see him as just this invisible uh, person mm-hmm. or invisible being, then we'll always be out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll push him to the side like, oh, well, he know my heart. Oh, that's why we say things like that. Because we push him to the side. Oh, he know my heart. Oh, he's still working on me. But we don't know him. And and the best thing my leader ever told me was, go from believing God to knowing who he is. Go to knowing God. And I thought that I knew what that meant, you know, until I became into understanding that, no, I don't know God the way I'm supposed to. I know of him. I know the things... Uh, uh, you know, about prayer and fasting because he took me through those lessons. He took me through those stages. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't. I don't know him like I think I, I like I think I do. I don't know him like I should. You know, being in his presence mm-hmm. will stir something up in you. So, in other words, you were saying, can you discern the next move of God? If if you saying I did, you didn't know him. Mm-hmm. Like you thought you knew him, mm-hmm. but you <clears throat> being in his presence, you get to know who he is and, mm-hmm. and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that knowing God takes you to a place of knowing what's next? Yeah, it does. He will always protect you, his word is not a lie. He will always protect you. He will always, when you meet him in that secret place, you will then know the secrets of him. But it's when we get lazy, and I'm well, let me speak about me. When I get lazy, when I get to a place of comfortability, mm-hmm. when I get to a place of stagnation, mm-hmm. it's because I'm not moving in him. Well, I'm, I'm not doing what he <clears throat> wants me to do. He might, like you talked about the other day, you know, God can be calling you to pray because it's two o'clock in the morning. You like, <laughs> well, I'll see you tomorrow. I, I see you at eight, you know, and we, and we, I would treat him passively as if he owed me something. Oh, you owe me another day. Oh, you owe me another hour. And that's, that could be no further from the truth. You know, when you said that, um, 
I brought something to my remembrance. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, God do call us to do things at, at, at times that we don't necessarily feel like doing them and everything, but what happens when when we actually get up and do those things? Mm-hmm. What happens when we actually, because I say that because um, I don't know what God wanted to get to me at a particular time. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with, <clears throat> I was talking with you, um, what was that, yesterday? I said, uh, God is, 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 is an on time and in time God. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he deal, he deal with you uh, based on time. Mm-hmm. And there is a time that he has for you to walk into a certain thing. Mm-hmm. There is a time that he has, a, he's going to open the door. And if you're not ready and you can't, you can't walk in the door. Right. You know, and you will hold yourself up. Mm-hmm. So what I was talking about was that when God is calling you before then, telling you to pray, telling you to fast, mm-hmm. telling you to seek his face, mm-hmm. telling you to do all these things. Oh, okay. And okay. you do do them. Mm-hmm. Then when that door opens, you're able to walk into it because you have already been equipped to walk into that door. Right. By the times when he called you, when you didn't want to come, right. you got up and came anyway. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And I, and I believe that's the misconception of prayer that, you know, is some, for something to be answered right away. You know what I'm saying? He may have answered that prayer, but it may take you two years for that prayer to be fulfilled mm-hmm. because of the timing of everyone that's in that needs to be in position for that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He can call you to do a thing, but if I'm not ready and we're, when we are one, it could either hold you up or hinder you from a thing. And God said, okay, well, as soon as I get her together, <laughs> then I can have y'all both because you don't want to go through that door and then she may look crazy or she causes you to to um, not stay in a place or, or to stay in a matured place when you walk through that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was telling you last night, I was telling you all, and the reason you can't walk in that door is because you're not ready. You're not equipped. You're not, you, you, you may not be able to be sustained in that spot mm-hmm. because what's behind that door mm-hmm. If you would have did what God said, do would have equipped you when you walked through that door mm-hmm. to handle what's behind door number one. Right, right. But because you had not done the things that was required of you in order to walk in that door, he's not going to allow you to walk in that door because what's in that door may kill you. Mm-hmm. There is, I'm not saying that God has a science, but God has an order mm-hmm. to why he calls you at three o'clock in the morning to pray. Why he tells you in the middle of the day, pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Why he tells you to fast one day a week, fast every day to 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, he telling you that for a reason. Right. Get your get 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 your body physically ready for the pour out. Get mm-hmm. your body physically ready. To do the work. You know, he might not say, get your body ready for the poor. Get your body ready to physically do the work. But he said, he might tell you, hey, work out. Mm-hmm. Condition your body to do things. You know, we was talking about how Jesus, how 
I said that thing last night when I was talking about um the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus is on his way to do something, and the woman with issue of blood came and touched him. Yeah. And he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. He stopped everything. He said, who touched me? Mm -hmm. And the disciples were like, man, what you talking about? You see all these people? What you talking about? Who touched you? Right. God said, nah, 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 nah. Something touched me that, 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 that pulled something out of me. So what happened when you get to a place and you have not done the fasting, you have not done the prayer, you have not done what God called you to do, and you get to a place and somebody touch you, Mm. And draw virtue out of you. Mm. Now what they was dealing with, you got to deal with. Mm. You got to have enough in you. You have to be equipped enough to where when you walk into a place that whatever somebody else got on them can't get on you. And you know what? That has happened to me before. When I went to that church, I won't say what it was. When I went to the church and I had, at that time, um... I had been, God had had me praying and fasting and was in a church service and the pastor instructed everybody to put their right hand on the right shoulder of the person in front of them. And this particular woman put her left hand on my left shoulder, first of all, out of order. She had a spirit in me and I ended up on the floor with her. I mean, just praying over her, just, just going in i mean i don't know where that strength came from yeah i mean i know where it came from but i'm saying at that time i had just had that surgery mm -hmm. so i wasn't physically able to i would have not been physically able to do that because of where i had my surgery but when i tell you i got up like it was nothing no pain, no anything. So that just that just brought that back but to my you remembrance. Spiritually, I was spiritually equipped. ready to handle that of something that I didn't know would happen or would come. But and what happens when someone touches you, mm -hmm. and the virtue has to, and the virtue comes out of you? Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have enough to get up? Yeah. Do you have enough to keep going? You know, God called us to these places in these times for a reason. Mm -hmm. I can remember working 12 hours a day, 7 days a week, 14 hours a day, 7 Ooh, days a week. That. But God called me to a fast. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, a fast. But then he called me to multiple days mm -hmm. at a time. Dry fast. Well, not water. Water only. And I'm working. I'm working. 12, 14 hour day. In the heat. In the heat. <laughs> I'm talking I'm talking like walking like 10 miles seemed like a day. Mm -hmm. Up and down, up and down, up and down. And I was able to do it. Now, now don't get me wrong. Now, there was, there was time I got to the place. I was about ready to pass out. Day three. But because he had equipped me for that, because I had already been priorly processed for that, I was able to be sustained while doing it. Mm -hmm. Not because of something that I was able to do, but because of the spirit was willing, the flesh was able to keep up. Yeah. 
And because I said yes, God, he was able to do what he wanted to do. But it was him that strengthened you. It was him. Because let me tell you, it ain't no way in the world. <laughs> yeah. But we was talking about the kingdom. How the kingdom is 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 not a place that's far off. Yeah. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom is at hand. He said the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is already here. Mm-hmm. But you have to tap into it in order to walk into it. Mm. The kingdom, he he said, okay, yeah, there's a kingdom in heaven. But what I'm telling you is that there's a kingdom in the earth. The same heavenly kingdom, I'm trying to get it into the earth. But I need a vessel to put it in. Mm. He said he had treasures in earthen vessels. That's you and I. That's you and me. Yeah. That's me and her. He had treasure in earthen vessels. The treasure that you are to somebody will never be revealed if you don't let God process you. The treasure that you are to somebody will never be realized unless you let go of all the baggage mm. and let God do what he want to do. The treasure that you are will never be fully realized if you don't if you don't just let go and let God we are at the place at the place of turning we're about to turn this curve we're about to bend this curve we're about to shift and if we are not ready for where God wants to take us we cannot shift right because if we do shift mm-hmm. it'll kill us yeah. If we're not ready, mm-hmm. if we've not been processed, if we have not done that which God has called us to do, He gives you more than one opportunity to do it. Yes, He does. Just like you have to pick up your cross and carry it daily, He give it to you daily to do it. Mm. He give it to you daily to do it. But we have to, we have to get, we have to hunker down. Mm. Yeah. We have to hunker down and we have to do what God calling us to do. Yeah. I feel like, you know, even even like now, I know we're dealing with COVID and we're dealing with all these other things. You know, we're dealing with heartbreak. We're dealing with our feelings. We're dealing with everything we lost as far as people go. We're dealing with all these other things. But I feel like when we turn this curve, I'm, it ain't going back to what it used to be. Mm-mm. We 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 going to. We're going to just do away with that now. The world will never be what it was. Right. But it's going to be what God called it to be now. Right. But a lot of people are dealing with all they, all they, all they pain and they hurt and they feelings, you know, and, and people was stuck in the house for so long and, and, and God was calling them and telling them to read and telling them to pray. Some did it, some didn't, you know, some dove into uh, the computer world and, and, and all these other things. But some people got direction. Some people got ideas. And God poured out ideas and he poured out direction and he poured out all these things while we were stuck in these houses and stuck and couldn't go places and everything was closed up. He was busy pouring into the people that would listen, pouring into the people that would receive. Mm-hmm. And and you will see them 
Now, now, and 10 years down the road, they already have a strategy because God has already equipped them and they took the time that God had given them to prepare. They took the time, just like Joseph in, in, in um, Potiphar's house. Well, not Potiphar's house, but um, when he was in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And he told the king, he said, look, there's going to be seven years of plenty. The king had a dream. He came and interpreted the dream for the king. There could be seven years of plenty, seven years of lack. He said, if you do what you're supposed to do in the first seven, then you won't have to worry about the second seven. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and that's what God was busy pouring into the people. Even before now, he's like, look, if, if you take heed and you do what I'm telling you to do now, you don't have to worry about what's next. And you don't have to worry about then. Right. He's just saying that we have to get ready now. Because what we do now will sustain us for what's next. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I've been homeschooling before COVID. So that strategy, that strategy. already had put us in a position where... Nothing changed for us when yeah. everybody had to go to homeschool. Nothing had changed because we had just, well, they've been homeschooled since they were four. You know, but when God actually said homeschool, we were already prepared. Yeah. There was there was no school that we had to call. There was no assignments they needed to keep try to keep up with online or anything like that because God had specifically said homeschool. Yeah. Even though I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Even though, you know, I was kind of like, mm, no, nah, God, that ain't for me. You know, he was showing me when COVID did come, I was like, oh, that's what this was for, you know. Mm-hmm. But he never mentioned uh, COVID. He never mentioned why I needed to homeschool. He didn't give me no reasons. He just said homeschool. And, you know, that that goes, we didn't have to. We we didn't have to downgrade or do anything like that because you had you had to quit your job and and come home and take no, care. No, I didn't quit. Your children. He said he said my job. <laughs> Let's get that right. No, do not leave your job unless you instructed by the Lord. But yes, he told me to leave my job. But even that was hard. So every instruction that he gave me, even up until this point, has been a hard thing because. I had to leave everything that I've ever known. Yeah, now let's talk about them couple of years of preparation before you actually, before before we came to COVID. Let's Uh talk about all those years of preparation. How God got got you ready. How Mm -hmm. how He had to. How He he got me ready. Mm -hmm. You know, because we got married. We got married in thirty days. In thirty days, but then I mean, I'm I'm talking about thirty days from "Hello, my name is" (laughs) to "I do." Yes. I'm talking about you not somebody that I grew up with. You're mm-hmm. not somebody that um uh, we'll that, no that I knew that I knew a long time ago and I just hey, how mm-hmm. you doing? I, I just I'm came fine. I just came to check you out or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It it was it was God said go somewhere. He told me to go a place and I went a place. Mm-hmm. And I saw I saw somebody. And you know, I I ain't know. But <laughs> the first thing, the first thing, I, the first thing I said was what? What'd you say? I, 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 I stand up, lean across your desk. Oh. <laughs> I lean across your desk. I say what? I'm looking for my wife. Mm. Good luck. I hope you find her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, that that wasn't me. But that but, wasn't me. But even in your case, and we we're not gonna go there because we're gonna talk about that. But even in your case, you uh <laughs> what December December eighteenth, we met. January eighteenth, we got married. And it was just like, hello, my name is and then it is it's not like we it's not like I got your phone number no. and then went home and started talking to you. No. I no. I left that day. We went home and came back and, a week later. And came back a week later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, even but I had just been what well, we met we met December eighteenth. That January prior to that, I had just got my divorce final. So marriage was nowhere. On my mind, ever <laughs> again. But at that time, I had been spending time with God, not by praying, not by going to church. Well, I was going. To, uh, I was going to church. I was going to um, church and I was going to Bible study and things like that. But it wasn't like I was going so I could know God. I just wanted to know. I just wanted information. I just wanted to understand. Let me say it like that. I was just wanting to understand some things. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I can say that was consistent in my life at that time concerning God was listening to worship music every day before work. When I would drive, I would put it on my um, phone and hook it up to the car. When I got into work, I would play it all the way up to 12 o'clock. And it was just total silence. And that's where God began to, to, to really speak to me. It wasn't it wasn't what people think it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was just me. That was literally me being in his presence. Because yeah. once I uh, listened to it, then I, would be, one, then I would begin to sing it. When I would be, begin to sing it, I could not stop. I couldn't just begin my morning with nothing. It became my regimen, you know, hmm. my daily practice, I guess. But I wasn't trying to say, oh, I got to get close to God. I got to get close to It was not like that. No. I think when, when, when God calls you to come closer to him, it happens naturally. It does. And, and that's, and that's, the, perfect, force. that's the perfect way you can. Yes, it, was, it just happened naturally. I was not trying to force myself on God, and he was not trying to force himself on me. It's just something that just happened naturally, but it happened by way of music. You know, I, I, can't, I can remember when God said, okay, now that you know her, learn to me. That, that's, that's, that's what he told me one day. And he told me. But, but before, you... before I met you, he said, now learn to me. He said, now learn to me. Before you met me? You yeah, said before me. I met you. He, he said, now learn to me. That's what he told me to do. He said, "Now learn to me." No, you said, "Now that you have her." That 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 was that that was okay. prior to you. Okay, okay. You know, he said, "Now learn to me." Not the same person. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. He, he said, "Now learn to me," and um, and I said, "Oh, uh, all right." Uh, I, I I didn't learn to you. Yeah, no, no. I got the Holy Spirit. I know we was <laughs> praying and reading and stuff. I learn of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but what he did was take me, he, he took me, basically, it was just like what he said to me was, now, before you can become a husband, 
I need you to learn what a husband is. I need you to I need you to read. I need you to find out what a husband is. Not only do I need you to read and find out, I need you to tell somebody else what a husband is. Oh, yeah, you told us about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, God, you want me to talk to some people that's all of them already husbands? <laughs> I'm the only one here that ain't nobody husband. And you want me to tell everybody about somebody that... He said, yeah. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's give it a go. That's just like you got to tell some people about God that already... You know, it's already saved, and that and that was that 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 was humbling to me because I did not know what a husband was. I knew based upon my thought process what a husband should be. Provider, yeah, a provider and a protector. Mm-hmm. That was my thought of what a husband should be. But it wasn't until God had it wasn't until God had showed me in his scripture what a husband really was. Mm. Yeah. The strength of his wife. Mm. It wasn't until I found out that by the scripture that I was his bride. Mm-hmm. And basically what he was telling me was now that now. I want you to treat your wife how you want me to treat you. Yeah. But God has God has an order to everything that he does. And I say it like this. You will walk into it before you walk into it. You will be what you will become. God will give you an assignment to do Something that you are going to later have to do for his kingdom. God wastes nothing. He told Peter, John, and the boys, he told them, he said, look, I know y'all fishers. And I ain't going to stop you from being fishers, but I'm going to make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. Jesus was a carpenter, a master builder. But he went on to be the carpenter. <laughs> he went on to build the people. He went on. God is using whatever you are. God is using that for your purpose. He's using that to bring forth glory. He's using that to bring himself glory. Everything we did is going to be used. Everything our lives consisted of is going to be used. That is what purpose is. Purpose is not something that you got to go and study, study to make this or that. Now, now you refine the gift that God has already given you. You know, if I'm a drug dealer, I know that I need to do this and then I need to keep this amount of money so I can re-up and I need to go to the next thing. You know, so now that <laughs> that I'm a steward over a household. I know that I have to go to work and I have to do this and I need to keep this amount of money in case anything happens. I need to keep this amount of money to do what I need to do. I need to pay these bills. You know, it's it's almost parallel. Your life has a parallel to God's purpose. Only thing different is that the gift God has given you through what you did in the world. He allows you to come and be refined by his fire, by his anointing. Mm-hmm. 
by the renewing of your mind to strengthen you to do it for him. To do it kingdomly. A gift that God give us, the only thing we have to do is, 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 uh, is strengthen it. Our gift, the Bible said, will make room for us. But we have to strengthen that gift. Sometimes we do have to go to school. Sometimes, sometimes we do have to take these classes in order, in order to, in order to purify that gift, in order to get that gift to what it, what it needs to be. God may call you to be a healer, but you may become a doctor. And the same healing ability that He gave you, He'll use it in the field that you're working in. God is not wasting anything. Everything he used, everything is for his purpose. Everything is for his good. It's all going to work together for the good of those that love them and them that are called according to his purpose. It's going to work. It's going to work. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and allow it to come in. Repent and allow the kingdom to enter therein. It's at hand. He's saying it's right here. All you got to do is repent, turn from your ways, and he'll come in. The kingdom wants you. The kingdom going to cry, running, screaming, I by father. He coming for you. All you have to do is open up and let him in. That's all he asked me. That's all he said. I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open and let me in, I come in and sup with him and he with me. He knocking at your heart. He knocking at your heart. I know I, know I might be doing the talking, but I'm what you can hear right now. And he knocking at your heart. The kingdom is at hand. And the kingdom wants you. You want to close this up? Are you done? I'm done. <laughs> What's up? That was a blessed word. That was, that was really a blessing. Um, and it was all scripture. It was all scripture. I would just like to say, I pray that this word blesses you. I pray that this word blesses you. And I pray that... Um, you really hear God because it's not about Chris and Tanya. It's not about um, Facebook Live even. This is just an assignment. And if you're on here today, there has to be a word for you. And everything that was said, there has to be a word for you. Only you know that. And if you are, if you can be humble enough and ask God, to give you clarity on what it is that he wants you to do and where it is that he wants to send you. You may be called to your family. You may be the curse breaker for your family and the generation to come. You may be the person who pulls 
those closest to you out of the pit. But only God can give you the power and the knowledge and the understanding in order for that assignment to be completed. Yes. So I'm going to pray us out. And was there anything that you else? Just to make sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Heavenly Father, yes, we Lord. thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord. It was rich and it is pure. And I pray, oh, Heavenly Father, that it pricked the hearts of your people. I pray, oh, Heavenly Father, that it causes them to change, oh, God, from the inside out. I pray, oh, Heavenly Father, that their minds be renewed, oh, God, that they, too, may inherit the kingdom of God. I pray, O oh Heavenly Father, that they stay with a heart of repentance. Yes, that they come to you, O oh God, so that you may get the glory out of their lives, O oh Heavenly Father. I pray, O oh Heavenly Father, that whatever their assignment is, O oh Heavenly Father, that they will give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. God bless.